0: TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. What are we going to do with our children?
1: What are we
0: going to do to show we care? How are we going to be there for our children when they feel that life has just not been that fair? Good
2: evening and welcome back to Masks Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Mask Mothers and Fathers Align Saving Kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles. If you know someone that needs a referral, therapist, a parent group, an inpatient or outpatient program, please give us a call. 718 758 4 Zero, zero I'll repeat the number, you may want to jot it down, maybe it's for yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to in school. Our confidential number is 718-758-0400. It's a busy night tonight for everyone but I must say a special thank you to one of my colleagues who made the time during all this busyness, right before Badikas Hametz, right before Yom the holiday of Passover. I'd like to welcome on our show tonight, Audrey Grazi, who is an LCSW, she's in private practice, And I want to welcome you on. How are you, Audrey? That's a loaded question.
1: Hi, Rukhama. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you for inviting me on. And um, I have to say that Mask is an amazing organization. And all that you're doing is so, so helpful for the community. And really, this is an honor and a privilege for me to be joining you today. Thank you, and thank you for making the time, Audrey.
2: I know how busy you are and how busy everyone is, but it's such an important topic that tonight we are going to be speaking about. Audrey is a therapist in Flatbush. She's in private practice, and she specializes in EMDR, trauma, EFT, couples therapist, specialty in dialectical therapy, and Audrey's a therapist for 12 years, Uh, and Mask is always happy to work with Audrey and uh, in collaborations for families whenever they need her services. So Audrey, I'd like so much you to just speak a little bit about yourself and your private practice and what you have to offer and then we'll get to our my questions that I have that I'd like to talk about especially tonight right before the holiday sure
1: sure um, so let me let me talk a little bit about the three specialties that I do so this way you, your audience could get a better understanding as to how some of these interventions might be helpful. Um, So the first one that you mentioned was EMDR. It stands for Eye Movement Desensitation Reprocessing. It's a uh, trauma-based therapy, and it actually uses um, bilateral stimulation, which is um, a back and forth from the right and left brain to help uh, kind of unfreeze some of the unhealthy coping that we've established from traumas that we've been through. Uh, so that's, and it's very, very effective, very much based in research. And I've done a lot of work with clients and seen much success with that. And then there is um, emotion-focused therapy, which is a couples therapy. And it's based on attachment theory, which basically means that we are, um, human beings that that um, crave connection. And the way we were attached to our caregivers is usually how we're going to um, appear with our relationships presently. So what we do is we do a lot of um, evoking of emotion, which helps couples become vulnerable with one another, And in that vulnerable place is how they begin to build and develop a relationship with one another so that they can have security in their relationship and in their attachment. And then finally, there's DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, um, which is an intervention that helps many people with emotion dysregulation which is I think what you're going to be asking me probably more about today since um, a lot of us probably feel somewhat dysregulated considering that this is an extremely stressful time of the year. So I'll probably basing many of my my answers to you off of that specific um, intervention.
2: Thank you for giving that explanation.
1: So, like I said, it's a busy
2: night tonight. Tomorrow is right before our young TIF, our holiday. And there are going to be many, many, many families that are getting reunited with extended family members, children coming home from college, from school, from seminary, from work. Uh, families getting together, and what would you like to share about how, what skills parents and their children uh, can use to help manage the youngster stress?
1: Um, Yes, that's a very good question. Um, I'm actually going to explain to you a little bit about mindfulness, which is, which is a skill. And the reason I'm I'm using mindfulness as the skill that I want to talk about today is because it's a, very much about being in the present. And in the present is where we're going to be able to be mindful of our emotions, of our thoughts, which will have an impact on our behavior. Um, so When there's a lot going on, being mindful will, will mean that I'm going to stay very much nonjudgmental. Nonjudgmental is, is a very hard thing to do, but it's actually really helpful. Um, because when we have judgments, what happens is that it actually intensifies our emotion and it makes, makes us dysregulate more. And it's also a problem if we're judgmental in relationships. So when there is a lot going on with family and with kids coming home and with everything, it's very easy to become intensely emotional and have a lot of judgments. So mindfulness keeps us in the moment. And what's helpful about being in the moment is that we, look, we have a lot, if we go into the past with our thoughts, it brings up a lot of regret and sadness sometimes and things that we can't change. If we look into the future, it just causes a lot of worry because we we don't know what's gonna be in the future, right? We can only deal right now with what is present. And also something else about family and holidays is that even though there's a lot of stress going on, there's actually a lot of good happening too. And if we're not in the present, we're missing out on those moments where we can actually stay even for a few seconds positive or see something in our, in the moment that can help us stay calm. So I would I, mindfulness is great. And it's such a good skill to teach the kids also. It helps them to also you know stay in the moment so there's not a lot of worries worries is about future thinking so present moment is 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 mindfulness non-judgmental and one other thing about mindfulness that I want to talk about is is acceptance that's another piece of mindfulness that will be helpful in when we're when we're in the moment we're not we're not we're accepting reality as it is We're not looking to change anything in the moment. And a lot of the times when we're in acceptance, it helps us to have a freeing feeling because we're no longer fighting reality.
2: Yep. Absolutely makes sense. Um, Audrey, I I was wondering if you can give some ideas on you know, some simple steps of being more mindful. Sure.
1: Um, You know, mindfulness, it's, it's very simple, but it's very hard at the same time. Because what we're learning to do when we're mindful is we're actually learning to control our thoughts and our emotions instead of allowing them to control us. So it really takes a lot of practice. It's like, it's like a muscle. You know, when you go to the gym, you don't start off lifting, you know, heavy 10 pound weights, you start little by little. Same thing with mindfulness. We wanna do small, um short mindfulness exercises, starting out with the breath. Now you're saying step-by-step. Step. There are actually a few steps One is to just be able to observe and quietly pay attention to the present moment. Um, And that, I'll give you an example for with our kids. You might wanna just watch your kids, let them engage, watching them engage in a typical activity, playing a game, painting, doing the puzzle, whatever kids are doing and you're just observing your own thoughts flowing in and out of your mind without attempting to control the thoughts. So that would be one step. A second step would be to describe. What you're doing There, you're just putting your observations into words without assigning any explanations or making any assumptions. So that might be, an example might be, if you perhaps examine a picture or a video of your child, And you might describe his expression with as many details as you can, but without naming an emotion. Um, And this helps us to stay looking at only facts without our judgments and interpretations coming into to affect our intensity of emotion. A third step in mindfulness is something called participating. We are going to engage in the moment instead of being just a passive bystander. So you want to allow yourself to experience a moment in your day, a conversation, an event, as a full participant without focusing on other distractions or planning the next item on your schedule. So it might be like just even singing a silly song with your kid or just you know, playing a game and being fully participating in that moment. So those are, those are some of the steps um, that we can use to help us be more mindful.
2: Very helpful. Thank you. Audrey, you specialize in DBT. Uh, can you explain or give some ideas of how that applies to parenting, how sure. it's helpful, please? Sure.
1: Yes, the word the the D in D B T stands for dialectics and the word dialectics is actually a type of philosophy um, which says that two ideas can exist at the same time. Both are true, and yet they're both completely the opposite. So when we think of that dialectics, we want to be able to understand a couple of things. First of all, since we know that everything has an opposite, on the other side of our position, there is another position out there. And for a lot of of the times, especially in relationships, we want to be able to see what's in that other side. Because for whatever it is on there, on the other side exists a kernel of truth. And we would like to be able to see that kernel of truth that leaves us feeling very curious instead of very rigid. And dialectics allows us to be flexible. And you know, we live with dialectics all the time. We just don't realize it. Like I can be happy and sad at the same time. And you might wonder like, how, how how does that happen? But we do, we do all the time. We live with dialectics. I can be very independent, And also, at the same time, I can be very dependent. So what we want to create for ourselves is a balance. Life is a balance. So that's why when we understand there is another side, it helps us stay in the gray and moves us away from extremes of black and white thinking. We want to remove labels of good and bad, worthy or worthless, we wanna stay away from the word should. Should implies that we have a certain um, position or opinion about reality that's ours when it's really what reality is anyway. And most important, we we when we're dialectics, we could actually create meaning out of something. Like in other words, we can make lemonade out of lemons because if we know there's another side, we don't sit in the difficulty of one side, but we actually pay attention to what might be that other side and the kernel of truth. And that's how we can create meaning. And it's such an important lesson to teach our kids, you know, because life is not going to always be positive and without stress. But if we teach ourselves and our kids that there is dialectics and that we can live in the balance we can actually make a lot of meaning out of things that can sometimes be really challenging you know audrey
2: i'm wondering um if you can you know tell my listeners if emdr and dbt can work together
1: Um, can EMDR and DBT work together as a, as a parenting you're saying, or just as, as me as a therapist? No, for parenting. For parenting. Um, yeah, I think all, I think everything, not everything, but most interventions can definitely work together. So for example, DBT is a very skills based. Um, intervention. So for our kids and as parents ourselves, we can use a lot of skills, right? A lot of DBT is about skills. And when it's EMDR, it's more about trauma. And we have to understand that for many of our kids, certain, you know, they, they may respond their body responds a lot of the times to stress or even ourselves as if it's been, as if it's a trauma. So it's that fight, flight, freeze mode. And we can understand that they may need to create, we have to help them if they don't know already to create safety. So a lot of grounding um, exercises are very good. Things that, um you know, they can touch with their five senses, or feel, or smell, or taste. All of these things help the body re-regulate mm-hmm. out of that trauma mode. And both DBT and EMDR are very, they're very much press the um, the need for for us to be to feel safe, so that we can move forward and make you know, visions and have more clarity.
2: And DBT is very effective, uh, to helping improve the symptoms of PTSD.
1: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. It does. It helps with PTSD. Um, like I said, we have to remember that our, you know, sometimes our body is, let's say, for example, if, um, somebody, one of the kids is feeling extremely stressed. Their friend, uh, didn't call them, or you might have asked them to help out like a, a teenager and they don't, they don't want to. They're, they're up in their room and they're, they're not interested. And it, you may get very dysregulated as well as them. So learning to re-regulate using the skills. Can, can be very effective. And a lot of times, because we're, we're in this situation where we're getting very dysregulated, it's as if we're in a trauma mode. So we need to learn and teach our kids not to not feel, but to be able to feel again in a balance so that they can, they can discuss things, problem solve with us.
2: So what do you, what do you want to say to my listeners that are, you know, in reference to self-care now before the holiday? Right. So it's, it's an eight-day holiday and lots of meals, lots of kitchen, lots of going to synagogue, lots of family, you know, getting together, uh, lots of fun, a lot of of happiness. Lots, Lots of, of
1: happiness and fun, and a lot and of good food, yes.
2: And for some, there will be stress times. So, what would you like to offer, you know, about these kinds of different emotions and the impact and self care, please? Yes,
1: um, you know. Self-care is very important, and there can't be enough said about self-care. And there are so many different ways that we can take care of ourselves. Um, I'm just going to start off saying that we, we're, we're going to have a, a wide range of emotions, positive, um, some comfortable, some uncomfortable, I just want to say that all of your emotions are valid, no matter what they are. Right? It's really the behavior that we're that we need to watch out for. So, even just self care doesn't have to be a whole major like day off or something like that. It can be moments, and just taking in your emotions and how you feel without doing anything about it. Um, or self-soothing. Self-soothing can mean a lot of different ways that we can self-soothe. Even just sitting and having um, a hot cup of coffee alone by ourselves just for a couple of minutes, just so that we can get back into our um, safe place. Um, we can go out, walk, is also very, very, very helpful. Even just down the block, um, anything that gives you the chance and the ability to be able to pay attention pay attention to what you're feeling pay attention to what you're thinking and see how intensely that is so that you allow yourself some, some way to come back to the balance again there, there's even like, the, even the smallest thing is sometimes when it's really intense I'll take I'll go in the bathroom and I'll splash my face with some cold water and take that deep breath and sit down for just a couple of minutes so that I can come back and that is that even that's a form of self-care. You know,
2: Audrey, we've gotten on the parent group. There are parents that shared that their kids are coming home from school, seminary, college, work, You know, they live on their own and families getting together and there's so many dishes and pots and cooking going on over the eight days. And a lot of them don't want to be the cleaning lady for the rest of the married children, families, babies of the era and parents busy with grandchildren. So, you know, it can also be a frustrating time when people aren't Offering to help. So, what do you want to say to the parents? How to make it uh, prepare yourself for that?
1: Okay, that's that's a good question. I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a sort of summary of everything I said to help out with this particular question. Right. So let's let's first of all let's pay attention. To what we're thinking, right? If, so, if you ask somebody to do something, or if you find yourself in the kitchen really doing everything yourself and frustrated and your kids are running around or not being so helpful, pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to your judgments, right? And pay attention to the way you're feeling. And if it's really intense, then get, do some self-care. Do a skill, do something to help get your emotions to, into, in a balanced place. And then dialectics. Let me, let me think and be curious about what's going on for everybody else out there. Right? Like for everybody, what they're doing or not doing makes sense to them. To them, that's their truth. So we want to be able to think and understand what their truth might be. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be a doormat. No, not at all. But when I approach my kid or even my husband and I want to be able to figure out something together, what I could do is start off with validating. Look, I get it. I understand. I hear where you're coming from, right? That's what validation is. And at the same time, there's there's me and there's me doing the kitchen and me doing the dishes and I can really use a hair here, right? So if I can combine the ability to regulate, the ability to see that other side, and the ability to validate, we can we can talk, we can have a conversation, we can have a relationship. And look, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to listen to what you say but we wanna make sure and we wanna maintain for ourselves as much ability to be effective as possible.
2: We are running out of time, Audrey. I really wanna thank you for all this information and thank you for coming on and I hope to have you on again soon.
1: Thank you, Rukhama. It's, it's unbelievable the work that you're doing and, and I really appreciate it and I hope this was helpful. Thank you, and I want
2: to wish you and all my listeners of Amir a happy, a healthy, a joyous holiday. And always remember, hang in, hold on, and virtually for now still, hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Rivka Bas Yisro, Wishing everybody a very, very special holiday. Thank you and have a good night. Please consider to donate online at maskparents.org so we can continue with all these wonderful shows and programs. Thank you and have a good night.
0: Did you know that in the infrastructure bill passed by Congress, there's a provision for every home to have internet access. The government is giving away the latest brand new Android tablets with 15 gigabytes of data a month for the next five years. Yeshiva students can qualify regardless of financial status if you receive a free breakfast or lunch or have a Pell Grant. Families receiving federal assistance of any kind or if you lost your job also can qualify. Call 866-MAX-SIP1 to get your free tablet. Again, that's 866 866- M A X S I P 1, the number one to get your free tablet. There is a one time copay of $11. Call right now, 866 MaxSip1, or online at maxsipconnects.com. That's maxsipconnects.com. Get your free tablet. Call 1 866 MaxSip1 right now. If you haven't sold your chametz yet, you still can. Go to sellthechametz dot com and do it very simply and quickly. That's C H A M E T Z. Sellthechametz Your last chance to sell the chametz before Pesach. So go to sellthechametz dot com. Do it now.
1: ShopRite at McDonald Avenue in Brooklyn at Avenue I is a place to go for all of your shopping needs and Passover favorites. Your Priceless card saves you more every day all year long. ShopRite at McDonald Avenue is open daily for your convenience. A happy and joyous Passover from ShopRite at McDonald Avenue and Avenue I in Brooklyn.